BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. All this has happened before. Hey kids, Townsend Coleman here, the voice of Michelangelo from the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Tom Kane, this is the voice of Yoda on Star Wars. Hey yo, it's Wokebat, and a big yee-haw to you all. I used to be Luke too. Hi, my name is Oli Shoshan. I play Jedi Master Shakti. Hi, Butch Patrick here, Eddie Munster. Hi, this is Jim. Hi, this is Bill Farmer. You're listening to the Neverland Podcast. Welcome to Neverland, to Disney and beyond. And it will all happen again. And now your head lost boy, the Spider Pan. Walk on the eyes of East Pan. Jeremy. Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders, and sprinkle some of that pixie dust around. Think that happiest thought. And let's fly away to Neverland with me. Hey, you know what? I've already been announced. You know who I am. This is your buddy Spider-Pan. But I'm not flying alone this week. This time I brought a better mic when I come over here. We've recorded over here and sometimes a little mic and it doesn't always sound good. So hopefully this, this sounds much better for you. But Lost Boy Phil is here with me. Hello, how are you? We're going to go a little non-Disney, but it's almost Disney-ish. Um, golly, you know, I should have uh, I should have pulled up a list of because I think even some of our... Uh, Animators here from Kansas City, some of them may have done some work uh, with Hannah and Barbera, especially over at MGM. A lot of the, uh, and some of those animators did work for MGM that came from Laughagram. Uh, you know, I, I just thought of that. But we're going to talk a little bit of Hannah Barbera today because Scoob was going to have been uh, a movie review for it would have been out in theaters on May 15th. Now uh, they didn't get didn't go out of the theater, so I didn't go see it. But Eric, Lost Boy Eric did get out and, and buy a digital copy and watched it, and he's got a review of the film for you that uh, I haven't listened to yet. Uh, so we'll see what he said about it. Uh, the the long and short of it is he did like it. I don't know how much he liked it. I'm sure he'll get into details, but that's coming up. Uh, I have myself have watched a, a review on uh, YouTube, and it sounds like a lot of it, they, they aimed for that nostalgia and have a lot of Hanna-Barbera Easter eggs in the film, uh, which it seems like they were trying to make you like the film because of the nostalgia, and maybe they don't have so much story. I, I'm worried about that, because personally, I've not really enjoyed what Warner Brothers has done with Hanna-Barbera, and most times I, I've not enjoyed what they've done with Scooby-Doo. It just hasn't felt right. Uh, so I was skeptical, although I was kind of wanting to see it, uh, and I probably will, but I'm not going to buy it without seeing it. But if Eric is just glowing about it when I listen to that review then I'll probably pick it up and just go ahead and watch it. 
follow. You can rent it digitally too, so I might end up doing that. But his review is coming later. But because there's all kinds of Hanna Barbera Easter eggs, I thought it'd be fun because Philip and I are big Hanna Barbera nuts. Oh yeah. And he's got books of stuff of Hanna Barbera, and he's flipping through a like a whole history book of Hanna Barbera, like 50 years was it? Yeah, at so, the time because this came out like in 1989. Wow. Yeah. So, but yeah. So we're gonna talk some Hanna Barbera today. Maybe it's 1990. I could be wrong. But uh, before we get into that, uh, yeah, it was 1990. I apologize. There's a, a really awesome bit of news that uh, it was. Uh, I was seeing on the Hollywood Reporter where I first saw it was Entertainment Tonight. Apparently, had a, they talk, they they talked to Mark Hamill to get his reaction to the return of Mr. Boba Fett. Awesome. In season two, he's not going to have a big part. It's, it's expected to play just a small role in season two of the series after the character was teased in season one episode. The gunslinger, when a mysterious figure sporting the bounty hunter's trademark spurs, approached the apparently lifeless body of Fennec Shand, played by Ming Na Wen. Mm. Now, here's what's cool. Okay, and I, I have a hard time pronouncing his name. I'm going to try to read it. His name, all right, so who's playing him is. Tamura Morrison. Now, you might not recognize the name, but this is the man who played Django Fett and in the films, of course, voiced all the clones. Uh-huh. He didn't do the Clone Wars series, but they found somebody who sounded almost just like him. But how perfect is Absolutely. Boba Fett? He's, and, and he's he can, done other things, too. He uh, plays Aquaman's father uh, in Aquaman. Yeah, he played, did. He did. Know, yeah. And he also is the voice of... Uh, oh, uh, I can't think of her name right now from, from the movie... Um, What's that movie? The Disney movie. Uh, uh, Was he Moana? Moana. Yeah, yeah. Yep. See? Disney connection. So see, it's still a Disney show. So don't you there worry you just because we're going to talk Hanna Barbera. <laughs> but how exciting is this? I'd love, I'm love. i I'm waiting to see what they do. I want to I want to see how he got out of the Sarlacc pit. I, have I bet he if, killed that thing. I have to wonder if they're building up uh, season uh, three to get it, get it prepared for a season three of because you have to wonder you know that have to wonder. wonder who knows yeah I, who knows what they're gonna and he was you know well you know whoever's got the money he was fairly empire loyal oh, you know to a degree because you know government job big paycheck that's one of the most beloved characters yeah ever. but you know really it's, it's it's whoever's got the pocketbooks is where he's gonna go generally i would say oh yeah you gotta, so you gotta love Boba Fett. he was he was basically a villainous character but he was only a villain because it who was he's following the pocketbook? Kid, I had an action figure. I say an action figure. I'm just gonna be honest with you. It was a doll. <laughs> it was a full size doll from the. I don't know if any of y'all would know, and you probably do. But there was a there was a, a big size doll series of Star Trek, uh, Star Wars. So, excuse me, I don't say Star Trek, Star Wars. And in this doll, uh, Boba Fett, you can look through his eye. The back of like the back of his head. Oh and yeah, through, and we we would do that. I would look. I would just, my father got it for us at the garage. Sale. I remember hearing about this. My dad was a garage sale hunter, <laughs> and when he would, you talk about bounty hunter, he was. He, but I love that about my dad. Be more of a treasure hunter too. He was man. Too, he man. was he was really good about it because, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. But the great thing about garage sales was you didn't have to have a lot of money, and things were just a couple years old. My dad would have it. And sometimes not even that old. But my dad would, would knew how to find good garage shells, and he would bring us all sorts of Star Wars toys and Mickey Mouse toys. And is he the one that found that good that Ghostbuster set? Like every oh toy? yeah yeah he he got me uh, this just a few oh, I say a few years ago it was more like 10, 15 years ago he found me uh, every Ghostbuster toy it, that they had at the time and I got them you know most of them. Uh, but yeah, because I had a couple that were taken from me, unfortunately. But either yeah. way, I got whole whole other story there. Yeah, <laughs> but I got uh, I got a whole bunch of things from garage sales, including I had for a long time that Boba Fett. That was the coolest thing to have, man. Yeah, I think they uh, 
I think that's where they got their idea, and it was a Toy Story 2. Emperor Zerg had a vision thing. Oh, you're supposed to be able to look through was. them. I think that's why they got the idea. Probably. Of course, was. there may have been other toys that had that feature. They had back in the day. You had you didn't have a lot of technology, really. But but I, well, I'll tell you who else had that kind of a thing. You had the six million dollar man who could do something mm, similar to mm, that. Mm, I mean, yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to finish my lunch, y'all. So, <laughs> yeah, I was so, sitting here and my stomach started chewing on my so spine. You, you, have a, you had a lot of really cool toys back then where you had little tricks, little things you could do. And that was a lot of fun. That was but, the action in the action figure. That was it. And one of my favorite toys like that, now I know we're kind of getting off subject here, but I'm just going to tell you, one of my favorite toys like that, one of my all-time favorite toys, was the the Inspector Gadget toy. Mm. That toy was the coolest toy. I wish I still had that. That was just because I love it. You got a photo with that somewhere too, don't you? Oh, I do. It, it had so many little parts where you could put like a little helicopter top on top of his hat. His hat had this little doohickey where you could attach things to it. It had a little hand and, and <laughs> on the bottom of it, uh, his legs could stretch out and his uh, he had like these little springs on him. You could shoot one of his hands off. You could, it was great. The other one would stretch out. and it, I Could just, you shoot his mouth off? You could, you could his neck, I'm funny. His neck would go long. No. And it, you know, it, it was great. Just one of the coolest toys they'd ever made, I think. That is pretty neat. Yeah. It was great. And I, I, of course, every time, every time I played, I couldn't help but hear. I'm getting sour cream on my mouth. <laughs> it was great. Wonderful stuff. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, and that's still got a Disney connection because when a film came out, Disney released, I believe, wasn't it? So, Didn't Disney put, make that Inspector Gadget movie? Uh, that, well, yes. I believe so, yeah. Absolutely. Robert. Absolutely, he sure did. Which I I will admit, I did watch more than once in the theater. It was after a few viewings that you're like, some of this is good and some of this is really bad. Yeah, I didn't care for it as much, but when I was so, at the time, excited because I'd waited for so many years for there to be an Inspector Gadget movie. If if they had, in my opinion, if they had made the villain more like the cartoon, it would have been a lot more fun. Too and we didn't need a talking car. That was annoying. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. There's just a few things that would have done there. But that being said, it was still fun for, mm-hmm. for what it was supposed to be. And Matthew Broderick made a pretty awesome... Oh, your phone vibrated. Yeah, so it would have I'm been, sure that got heard by everybody. But it would have been it would have been fun if they'd done it just a little different. And I don't remember if... Um, oh, Agent Smart. I don't remember if he was still alive at the time. It would have been nice to have he had got a cameo. Yeah, I don't think he was. Because um, the voice of Inspector Gadget... No, I can't see what... I want to call him Maxwell Smart every time I see him. Um, I can't think. Don Adams? Don Adams. Yeah. Yeah. Very good actor. I don't remember if he was still alive when they made the movie. Not sure. Not I sure. don't think so. But speaking of cartoons we used to watch in the 80s. Yes. Of course, some of these cartoons we watched in the 80s, I mean, we watched a lot of cartoons that were made in the 60s or earlier. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And not just Mickey Mouse. No. Not just Mickey Mouse. Because we were even, before we started recording... What was it, 1939 then? Was, and it wasn't originally called Tom and Jerry, but it had a different name, but it was the introduction of Tom and Jerry. Yes. For MGM, with William Hanna and Joseph Barbera, their very first cartoon that they came around together. Um, and I forgot what, I, I, I bet that book says what the name it of the does, cartoon it's was. Called Puss Gets the Boot. Yeah, Puss Gets the Boot. And that was 1940 when it, uh, when it, when it first came out. So this was, uh, this book came out in 1990, but um, I think it was May 1989, came out in 1990. Yeah, it takes, it takes a while to make it a little yeah, animated it sure short. Um, but it, they had met in 1938, 
and we were working together in MGM for the illustration. And at first they didn't work together. Uh, they worked across from each other. It said that they became good friends and they had this idea uh, for a cat that they named Tom. Because as some people don't get the, the, I guess you want to call it a joke, but the, the whole uh, joke of that being a Tomcat. Yeah. And so with that. It's they, a male cat. Yeah, a male cat. And then you get to Jerry Mouse is what they end up calling him. And uh, so you have Tomcat and Jerry Mouse and they would have fights. And it seems like a very simple yeah, simple thing. Now you can see an evolution, but that was one of the more violent cartoons. It was. It was fun because no one got hurt, really. Not really. <laughs> Not really. But I always rooted for Tom, though. You know, I like both. I like in, in, in the original, in the original, except when Tom was being. Sometimes he was being awful. Yeah, in the original ones, Tom was the villain. Yeah, he was. But he, Jerry usually started it. In, in the later, as it went on, Jerry started it definitely. But yeah. in the original ones, it was Tom was kind of the honorary one, and and. Because that's the yeah. job, to, to get the mouse. To get the mouse. And you can see a real evolution when you go through the ages here of how Tom looked more like a cat. And after a while, he just became Tom. Yeah, you know, he's he, more of a character. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cartoony, and you can see it. It, it, it goes through. But for about 20 years, it, what it was, it was nearly 20 years uh, that they got to draw and illustrate and make this wonderful cartoon, MGM had so many wonderful cartoons yeah. of Tom and Jerry, uh, but something did happen through time. Uh, first of all, I don't know if many of you know this about uh, Tom and Jerry's uh, creators, which is uh, Bill Hanna and Joseph Barbera. I always call him William William Hanna, but yeah, yeah Bill but, technically. But, yeah, so yeah. Bill, I always call him William. William Hanna, fine. Fine. First of all, both Christian Bill men, and Joe, awesome. Both good Christian men, and that and both very talented, very talented Mormon. But if you've ever gotten the the I say joy and blessing to get to watch Tom and Jerry, if you've ever got to hear that uh, funny, wonderful, the, it's no other sound in the world. The Tom, Tom scream. scream. <laughs> That's Bill. <laughs> really? That's, Bill does all the voices of Tom. Oh. That's Bill. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. yeah. oh, 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 oh. That's, that's Bill. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's all Bill. Oh, see, I need to go. I'll, I will, if I can find those sounds online, I will insert them here. So I have every episode of the originals. <laughs> not a shock, I'm sure. Yeah, not a shock. But I, I collect things, you know. Yeah. yeah the, the only ones that I don't have of, of Tom and Jerry, that I'll get to here in a second, um, that I do want to get, well, I'll get to in a minute. But um, anyway, so they together made a lot of cartoons. In fact, I'm sure it says here how many they did. I don't have that right now. In fact, um, I, I wish I had it written down. But they made many, many, many wonderful, wonderful cartoons yeah. together uh, for nearly 20 years. But what had happened was once the 50s came around, all of a sudden there was TV. Yeah. And they started to not only reshow them, but here's what happened. They started the company, MGM had got some new owners and all, and they started becoming cheap. Well, they got cheap and they said, hey, we can just reshow what we already have. We just no. rehash it. We don't need to rehire you because they made so many. They made so many cartoons. This has been before the whole TV situation. Uh, TV was around, of course. Mm. But they thought, we have so many. There's no need to have you. So mm. they decided we're going to let them go. And we're just going to start. MGM would regret it for the rest of their oh, lives. Well, I here's what happened. They got rid of them. 
And when they got rid of them, they decided, uh, I'm, I'm, by this time I'm now talking about uh, Joseph Barbera and William Hanna, they decided, well, TV is a new thing. We're going to start making our own shows. Mm-hmm. So what they did was they started uh, to remember how they would use some of the same background. Yeah. This is why on the old the production, you can see it on the television. Yes, it's true. You can see that the background would show repeat, itself repeat, again repeat. and again and again. And there's a reason for that. When Yogi's running from the ranger. <laughs> That's right. Or, or Fred and Barney mm-hmm. would be running. Well, there's a reason for that. Well, that same great sound effect. <laughs> there's a reason for that. They, they had to, to use the same reel, and they would. They also found, now when you were watching the old Tom and Jerry, they had a lot of time and a lot of animators to help them make those cartoons. Yeah. That's why there's a certain production value, and they had a lot more cells that they would use. Yeah. A lot more. It was like watching an animated movie. Yeah, it was very smooth compared to when they started working for television. But what they ended up doing, they found that they didn't have near the time, and they needed a lot more cartoons. Yeah, to go TV. So, Mm -hmm. therefore, they had to go a lot quicker, make a lot more. Yep. So, they found a way to, and I don't want to use the word cheat. But they found ways to take shortcuts. Yeah. Some people say, oh, but it wasn't near as good. Well, but... It was still entertaining as heck. Was, the, yeah. Those early television cartoons like Yogi. I still love Yogi. So the very first one that they made was one... Uh, and they made so many. So the very first one that they made... Let me uh, throw a page here. because I want Looks to like right. they're... Uh, ready and Rough. Ready? Oh! Ready, ready and, and Rough. rough. And they and they made yeah. they made very good you could say decisions or friends however you want to look at it. they had people like Dawes Butler yeah Don Messick yes these are voices yeah I'm gonna tell you Dawes Butler is a legend man very much a legend these are we'll call them voice actors because that's what they are that's what they are and they're and great actors they're wonderful can do it all with their voice and 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 they could play more because it doesn't matter what you look like they could play more than one and they did. They use some of the same voices over and over and over. you would be very the same surprised. actors at least, but these actors so, I mean. were so versatile. Absolutely, like Dawes Butler. I mean, because I still, I still Dawes Butler. I still my, my favorite was probably going to be uh, Huckleberry Hound that Huckleberry he did. Hound. And he don't was, forget, I love Huckleberry Hound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Quick Draw McGraw, another one of my favorite old characters. So but, when they start, uh, when they started making things like Rough and Ready, all yeah. of a sudden uh, are Ready and, and Rough. Everyone look at. Wow. Then they started making others like Huckleberry. Hound came next, and in case you're not aware, I just want to throw this out there. I'm a big fan of the Andy Griffith show. Oh yes. Now Andy Griffith, before he did the show, he was well known for being a stand-up comedian, and he's funny, very funny. He started doing a stand-up comedian, and then he did a, and he'd uh, sing some songs too. Yes, he would. Yeah. Great. So he was well known for being a Southern gentleman, yep. Southern, and so. Uh, was winning from North Carolina. When so they, they were looking for a character that they could make, and they made Huckleberry Hound, and they based him off of Andy Griffith. Yeah, and you can tell when you watch the old ones because he had that, that laid back style of Andy Griffith. Was there. Hi there, folks. <laughs> yes. Oh, and oh, and I hadn't really seen. I mean, I'm used to like later on they would have all the Hanna Barbera characters together and do specials, mm-hmm. but I hadn't ever seen the old Huckleberry Hound ones until like, oh, golly, however many years ago, Boomerang when it was worth watching because they showed the really old stuff. They would show the classic old Huckleberry Hounds and that's when I really just fell in love with the character because 
He was he was so versatile because Huckleberry Hound could be doing any job, whatever yeah. episode he was fireman in one, he's a mailman, he and something would always get his happen to him and interfere with him trying to do his job. Poor <laughs> Huckleberry, you know, he's he's especially a fireman trying to get a cat out of a tree, which is funny because he's a dog, you know. But he was just yeah, so funny. he was just such a great character. He's a lot, and of he fun. had a great freak out too when he was about to get hit. Dog got it, <laughs> you know. And the great thing, love Huckleberry Hound. I seen some old stable uh, things of Andy, and he was wearing a little hat and a bow tie, yeah. and it's very similar, very similar. <laughs> but so Huckleberry Hound was the the first real real hit, and yeah. after that they started bringing out other ones. And I mean, obviously Yogi Bear, Yogi, gotta love Yogi, that was like, Yogi, Yogi. That was their spokesman for the. Yeah, he time. was. Yogi, Yogi's still his still great. Huge, huge. Hey, boo boo. By the way, both Huckleberry and Bo's based off of what Yogi Berra was Yogi he a catcher Berra. for the Yankees? I think wasn't he? Or? Yeah, he was. He was out there with the Yankees, and it, it was the. Uh, I will say this: the name was Yogi Berra, but who he's based off of is a great uh, comedic actor uh, from um, uh, Honeymooners. And that was um oh, oh yeah you had a lot of uh, well that's where they really got Barney though for well but they, um, they but, did they did both but uh, oh the act I can't hey, think of the actor's uh, name but yeah the guy who was not not Jackie Gleason he's Norton Norton the guy who played Norton what was his name Ed Asner no Ed, not Asner Ed, uh, <laughs> Ed Asner totally different guy I'm thinking Ed Norton but uh, I can't think of his name right now for some reason but anyway yeah oh he was such a great hey boo boo yeah, he had a lot of that going on. And then they now, brought out. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but was did Mel Blank do um, Boo Boo for a while? Um, I believe. I don't know where I heard that. I might be totally wrong. That then they brought out. Um, oh, Pixie, Pixie and Dixie, Dixie. And Mr. Jinx. And Mr. Yes, go on. Yeah, one of the few cat, uh, cat and mouse things that was actually funny. Yeah. So I actually liked Tom and Jerry better when some later ones they had a series of Tom and Jerry where they were actually friends and they would get into a little misadventures yeah, together. They had fun, and then. Uh, and then you have a uh, Snagglepuss. Snagglepuss, the very uppity actor. Was straight, yeah. a straight character at the time, supposed to be Snagglepuss. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, just he was an actor. Yeah, he was stage hey, left. Stage left, left Stephen. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know if they got his personality off of an actual actor, but I bet they did. Always remind me of Felix Unger a little bit. Now he might have been that might have been a little too uh, early for Felix Unger, but that's who he always mm-hmm. reminded me of just a little bit. Maybe. And because um, Felix Unger, I mean that was in the movie, so it, who knows? But then we we cannot forget, and I, I might be jumping the gun. And the you know the Snagglepuss, I finally with went back when Boomerang was showing classic Hanna Barbera. Snagglepuss is because I never had seen him solo either until then. Snagglepuss was actually pretty funny. He was like a Bugs Bunny type character. Yeah. He was always there was always some hunter out to get his lion pelt, and he would outsmart him. And Snagglepuss was pretty darn funny yeah, on his for own. Some pe- reason though, people always focus on like he's a wuss, a wimp, and yeah, but and he was people, he was clever. People sometimes confuse him with Pink Panther. Yeah, because there's the, similarities, and I do love Pink Panther as well. All me too, but not so. that's not Hanna Barbera. But oh, and there's my guy. There's then there was a uh, quick draw. Loop was a wolf. Oh, Lupin. But yes. my favorite, one of my Quit all time favorites, Well, hold on there. Also known as El Cabong. El Cabong. <laughs> hey, quick draw. Uh, <laughs> hey, quick draw. I love Quick Draw McGraw. I always have. When, as soon as I first saw him and everything, I used to just watch him on the uh, USA Cartoon Express. used to show Hanna-Barbera cartoons. When I was a little and they'd kid, show Quick Draw McGraw for half an hour. And, oh, I loved it. There was something about Quick Draw McGraw as a kid. The colors and everything about him. He was just the coolest. Yeah. 
He was so great. He, I don't know. For, I always think it'd be like when you see Jimmy Stewart playing like these tough cowboy characters for some reason. That's that's quick draw McGraw to me, and I don't know if that's where they got some Who of the knows? ideas. But he just had that where he's tough. Oh, there's one. Oh, I love it when he had the little dog that he wanted to do to the dog biscuits. He had that little dog. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I don't know what they call that dog. Does it say? And then, oh, oh, let's see. They might, they might go back it. there. I hope you all know what I'm talking about. We had the little dog that he would, he'd say, all right, go in there and we'll flush him out. And the dog would go, uh, 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 point to his mouth. And you'd have to give him a dog biscuit. And the dog would just have this whole routine of hugging himself. Mm, mm, and then he'd float up in the air. Ah. And sink back down to the ground. Oggy doggy. And, and doggy daddy. 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 Now, da- oh. doggy daddy was based off of uh, Jimmy Durante. Yeah, Jimmy Durante, big time. My son, my boy, acha yeah, <laughs> he was great. Oh, this the, is such great characters. And, and the same voice of the son of Augie Doggy was the same one of uh, Elroy. Wanted, or at least it sounded very. Similar. I think so. Oh, father. Which see, Elroy, I think might have been another Dawes Butler character. I think he yeah, might have been it Elroy. Sounds very similar. I think because Dawes Butler, man, there was nothing about nothing he couldn't do at the time. Him and Mel Blanc, man. And then of course the very first prime da, 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 cartoon. Da, 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 da. Although that wasn't the original theme back when it no, started. No, it wasn't. It wasn't the original theme, but that's still what we all think of. Yes. Because how can you beat Flintstones? Meet the Flintstones. And I'm sorry that we're singing at you. <laughs> yes. And I remember that we used to come on every afternoon. Oh, yes. Watched it every day. I love every episode of that. You do? Yes. Oh, dude, oh. we're going to have to maybe have a marathon oh, one of these days. I just love me some Flintstones. And it even has the original theme song. Hopefully y'all can still hear me as well. Over oh, there. Yeah, I gotta show you. Oh, that's right. That big case that you got. I it forgot. Looks, it looks like the TV. Yeah, it looks like an old Stone Age TV. It's great. Oh. It's tremendous. That and the, the Flintstones and the Jetsons. Jetsons. Man, when I was a kid, Jetsons was on some Prime of my favorites. Originally. Yeah. It was the second. But I, I, think, I think it's Channel 41. I think they would show the Flintstones and then the Jetsons right after, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah. And then they, they still had some Saturday morning Jetsons where they, yeah, they, they had the newer ones where Orbity was Orbity. part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flintstones uh, was on for, I want to say, five seasons, at least four. Good long time. And. Yeah, and it really was the honeymooners in the it Stone Age. Yeah, and they had a, a little other stuff with it, but it was definitely honeymooners. But they definitely—they were the first ones to actually have a pregnant character. I think they yeah, were they before were. Lucy. That was, that was kind of like Lucy, yeah. And that was kind of a thing, and then it opened up because well, Lucy no, no, first. I guess Lucy would have been Lucy first, first, yeah. Then, but to have it in a cartoon, I think yeah, was you know definitely. that was mind blowing. And later on, they had other shows based off Flintstones. They had the Pebbles and Bam Bam show, yeah, which had the voice of uh, uh, what's her name from. Um, Oh, uh, family. all the uh, family. Sally Struthers, Sally Struthers was Pebbles. Pebbles. Yeah. They were teenagers, had their band. I never really. That one I was okay. That was in the 70s. It was. Liked, all, it was all right. Was it was all right. Yeah, I liked it all. Right. It, was, it wasn't one of my favorite Flintstones cartoons. Oh, there they go. The Dead Rock Flintstones kids. Yeah, and they had the the comedy oh. I used to watch that. I was the Flintstones comedy a, show. I would have been a little bitty. I can't remember that. Well, dude, you band. were a little bitty at the same time, brother. Yeah, but. I remember that one very yeah. well. Oh, I loved Captain Caveman. Yeah, that's where he came from. That Captain would still make Caveman. a fantastic movie if they did it right. Just, oh, they should fun. just go for it. If they go over the angle that the that Sonic the Hedgehog just went ahead, they just go ahead and go for it with like, you know, it's a it's a talking blue hedgehog that runs fast. Just go with it and be silly and have fun. And it works. Captain Caveman, if they did that the right way, and you just CG Captain Caveman the whole time. Yeah. You could actually make a really fun Captain Caveman I, movie. I would love for him to do that. He, to be honest with you, I would love him to, to redo the Flintstones and Jetsons and everybody. Just do it right. We, we felt like we kept getting these promises that a Jetsons movie was coming with and Tim Allen as George Jetson. Yeah, the, 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 the 
joking about it, and they just like, come on, do it. Just do it, because Tim Allen would make a great and, George Jessen. And in all honesty, our Ted Danson. Ted Danson back in the day looked like George Jessen. And another one would have been great. Would, I'm sorry, but I love him so much that Dane DeVito as Mr. Space yes. would have been great. He'd have been perfect. Yeah, they. Oh. that would have been so much fun. Oh, man. And they have some neat Christmas specials. Yeah, you know, they have not shown Scooby-Doo in this book has, at all. Have, not yet, we're not we're, right we're, there. See, it's all in sections that we're just getting into the Jetson section. Yeah, because they, they go through times. See, they show some Flintstones stuff yeah. together. They had the, some great anniversary thing. Oh, and man. And they the Jetsons. And, uh, the and then they had the where the Jetsons met the Flintstones. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. fun. That was a straight-to-video thing. Yeah, yeah, but it was I great. Got, I remember seeing it on that. TV all the time. Oh. oh, there we go. Top hat or top cat. Top cat. Top cat. He's a which top cat. I, and I did. I did let them know when I first started. Uh, I listened to uh, Skywalking from Neverland the first time I heard it. Um, Richard to me sounds like Top Cat. Oh yeah. The, the, the his trick of speech. I mean, it's, it's pretty darn close. And I, I, uh, uh, um, his wife. Like oh. A- Wow, why am I forgetting her name all of a sudden? She didn't quite see it, you know, but he reminds me of Top Cat so much, the way he, he talks. and Because yeah. he's got that Boston accent, you know. It shows right here, Arnold Sting. It shows the Arnold guy Sting. the voice. Oh, Top Cat? Yeah. Oh, is- wow. <laughs> There's the guy. Top Cat was great. Yeah, it was a good show. Yes. And then you got... Wally Gator! Wally Gator. Hi, boys! <laughs> he was fun. Wally Gator. And then... Yes. Oh, McGill, you're McGill, really now, You know who did his voice? Uh, Alan Melvin. Oh, well, I recognize his face. He now, was... Uh, for anyone who's ever watched The Brady Bunch... Yeah, he was the... Uh, not Floyd the Butcher. Sam, Sam the Butcher. Sam the Butcher. He was, however, on Andy Griffith's show a lot. Really? Yeah, I think played, I've seen him on there. Now he think played, about it. I believe... Five or six different characters on there. He was also Alan Melvin. Alan Melvin was also on All in the Family as Barney Hefner. He was on so many other shows, but he was McGilla Gorilla. McGilla Gorilla, yeah. yeah. He was he was a lot of fun. Not really like him. A gorilla in a pet shop. The most ridiculous premise, I swear, but yeah, it, it but worked. It was fun. Oh, Ricochet Rabbit! You and I used to watch that. Yeah. Bing, bing, bing. And there's, oh, yeah, Adam Ant. Adam Ant, yeah. Yes. Very strong ant. Oh. They started showing all these weird, they they started trying Uh to get the hillbilly bears. The hillbilly bears. Now, which came first, the hillbilly bears or the country bears? Oh, it would have been the country bears. Would have been the country bears. Would have been at Disney already. Yeah, probably. I would say so. So I wonder if they drew any inspiration from the country bears. Ah, uh, probably. And then you got secret, secret squirrel. squirrel. And keep in mind, they were doing all these the same. Speaking time. of skywalking through Neverland, they had to do all of these things the same. Yeah, time. so many different characters. I mean, they Hanna Barbera just took over television cartoons. I mean, it was it, pretty much everything. It said I was watching a thing not all that long ago about about Hanna Barbera, and they said. All through the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, and most of the 90s, it was Hanna-Barbera. They had it all. Yeah. There was hardly any other company. Except that there was one other that we knew of, and I'm trying to think of the name. Um, Ruby Spears that kind of branched uh, off from from Hanna-Barbera. Yeah, Filmation. Filmation, But still, it was almost, I think they said 75% of Hanna-Barbera. 75%. 75%. That's all. Because they made so many different shows. They did, I mean, they did real good. You had, and not all of them were, were, were huge and no, great. Not all of them were great. I mean, I'm seeing some here. But, yeah, we'd still watch them. Well, yeah, I give everything yeah. a chance. And, yeah. And then, oh, oh, but yeah, they got the license for doing the Fantastic Four. There you that. go. There's your Disney connection to Marvel property. Yeah. Of course, and then they started doing the Super Friends later. And well, then let's the, not forget Johnny Quest. Oh, Johnny Quest. Yeah. Big deal. 
Yeah, because Johnny Quest was kind of neat because it was, it was very serious. For what it was, was very serious. It was almost like little mini movies. It, was like, like, it really it was. It's like, what if James Bond was a little boy? Yeah. And he had, a, and I enjoyed. Well, except for, he, it was like weird because he was just going along with his his father was like this great scientist. Mm-hmm. And of and course, and they parried it there on that one show. Yeah, and I like Grace Bannon. He was my favorite character. Yeah, he was there. cool, man. He was like the white-haired guy. Yeah, and he was he was like total tough dude, yeah, man. the dog. I love the dog. And then Johnny would just kind of get caught up in whatever was happening because somebody was trying to steal whatever formula his father was working on or something, yeah, you know. Yeah, but Grace, oh. I mean, uh, uh, Bandit, the dog, was the cutest. <laughs> yeah, he's the only cartoony-looking character really in this series. Yeah, he was adorable. But yeah, they, I remember though, like this really great one where they had this like gargoyle and they were at this creepy castle and this gargoyle was coming to life and coming after yeah, them. And I loved it. Oh, I remember that episode. And that then, was a great episode. Space Ghost. Which I wasn't really familiar with until people pointed him out to me because I drew a character that looked I, similar. I always thought that, yeah, you did. And uh, in the name one too far, but um, I liked I liked Space Ghost as a kid. Loved I'm just, it. Space Ghost like Coast Batman. to Coast is what I, when we popped up later. Yeah, when he came around, but I liked him as a kid because he reminded me of Batman a little bit because he even had a Robin yeah. looking character and then there was a girl with him too and a monkey. And a monkey. So for some reason, Hanna-Barbera seemed to think they had to have monkeys back then all over the place. Yeah. I don't well, know and then for a while, it was teenagers with a dog. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they would solve mysteries because like, the Scooby-Doo became a formula and they kept yeah, they, coming they, back to well, it. Well, Hanna-Barbera was really keen. So was Filmation. They, when they found something that won, they would try to they do, would it do it again. again and again. And again, and and again. again. Which is all right, except that sometimes, okay, let's try something different. Heck, even Inch High Private Eye had a couple of teenagers and a, some <laughs> dogs with him. Yes, it sure did. Uh, and then there's uh, oh, Frankenstein Jr. Frankenstein Jr., yeah. I've only seen a couple of those. And then, oh, these guys, these three the, characters. The, the uh, Impossibles. Yeah, the Impossibles. I've seen a couple of cartoons of them. They were kind of fun. Little yeah. super team. Yeah, they're goofy, but they're fun. Yeah. Yeah, and then... Uh, oh! Or the, uh, the cadets or something. Yeah, the space cadets. The space cadets. Yeah, I remember watching them. Now, here's another one they tried to draw them very oh, was that Was that Thundar? That was uh, the Herculoids. No, that's not... Yeah, the Herculoids. Yeah, I only vaguely remember the Herculoids. I didn't really watch much of it, but well, they were they were just neat. Yeah, and then you had a... Uh, whatever this was. Uh, Shazam! Yeah. They, they, they went through a series of... Let's try these... I forgot. He had a catchphrase yeah. when he did a spell. Oh no! Wait, no wait. That was the other. That was the other genie. The, the oversight yeah. one. Fopple bopple or something. Like that that yeah, um, we'll get into that in a minute. I'm yeah, sure. I'm sure he's coming up. Then, I cannot. But that was a different character. Then there's Moby yeah. Dick and his teenage pals. Tom oh my and goodness! Nub, and I mean, they just, they started. They tried almost everything. You can wow. say this. They were not boring. They no were kidding. Always trying something that you can't say that they never tried. It they not everything it. was a successful hit. No, that's for sure. Like like whatever this was, the mighty uh, tour. My, my I vaguely tour. remember seeing that guy. Yeah, my he tour. Is familiar, but like I said, they tried everything. Oh. Man. Man. Young Samson with the Oh, I remember watching Young Samson. Yeah. yeah. This guy, Birdman. Yeah. And the Galaxy Trio. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I I hadn't even heard of that guy until they did Harvey Birdman Attorney at Law. On yeah, oh, well, yeah. He, and then I was like, what in the world? See, I only Birdman? knew all this as a kid. I remember seeing things about it. There's ah, the Arabian Nights. Mm-hmm. And there's that genie guy. I remember that. Yeah. There's, there's at one point the Adventures of Gulliver. Uh, see, they would just take huh. a famous story and turn it into an find, find an inspiration to make a cartoon sometimes. Yeah. And they also made some animated movies at the time. Yeah. Small. Yeah. We'll get into those in a minute. And you, I'm sure you've seen them. Here's Scooby. There's Scooby. Scooby Dooby Doo. Oh, right friends. next to good old uh, Hong Kong Fooey. 
And his number one super guy. Dick Dastardly. Dick Dastardly, because that was, that was from the oh, show. Oh, yeah. Um, the catch the races. pigeon. Catch the pigeon. Because that's where he, where I, that's I believe that's where he came, where he came, came from. Was uh, What was the name of that one? Uh, catch the Pigeon, I believe. Well, no, that was the theme song. But it uh, wasn't, the show wasn't called that. Let's see, it was called. Uh, I think it was actually the Dick, Dick Dastardly cartoon. Dick uh, Dastardly and the somethings. Let's see. You can find that. Here. Uh, mm. What it was always them trying to chase this. They were they were like the Germans or whatever in World War One trying to chase the uh, messenger pigeon in every episode. I know he was in the Wacky Races, but that, yeah. that was later on. Uh, that was later on the Wacky Races see, and, I, uh, and the Laugh Olympics. It, it might have been. Um, I think it was. I think it was the uh, oh, Dick Dastardly was name of the show. Uh, oh, Penelope Pit Stop. Yeah, that's that's her. And is that the name of the show? Yeah, it was Penelope Pit Stop, yeah, and uh, that's it. Uh, and the seven somethings. Uh, she had this like these gangster, short little gangster guys that were always trying to keep her out of trouble. It was like based on the goofiest melodrama. She had this weird the guy. Of, uh, the perils of Penelope Pitstop. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh that's man, it. that's it. Yeah, and she great had this goofy car. Show. They all had yeah. these cars. Yeah, yeah, and that's the same car she had in like wacky races. Yeah, then here's that genie was talking about. There's a, a, a raffle dapple or something around the world in 79 days. Well, that's that's that's. I don't see the genie guy in oh, that. Oh yeah, that guy looks, looks very similar. To oh, that. but there we go, Scooby Doo. Because I, uh, I think the last good series is. Yeah, I don't know why everybody bags on Scrappy. I liked Scrappy back in when he first was when showing he first up. showed up. Yeah. I mean, now I, I don't. I don't think they really started to lose. I mean, like in the eighties, the last one that I remember was they had the Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo, and that one was okay. Oh, oh, it was that, all right. That was Vincent Price. Yeah, having Vincent Price in there. It wasn't the best series, but the, I, I didn't watch the uh, the Scooby Doo Kids or whatever. What the pup right. named Scooby Doo? Yeah, they did. I never really got into that right. one. Um, I think there was other shows on at the same time that I was watching. The only thing about pup named Scooby Doo I liked was it was not. Exactly the same as the others, and that part I kind of like because yeah. the other ones seem to all be almost identical. Yeah, and that's the thing I liked about the uh, Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo is it was a it was different. different, and it was real ghosts, and I like that. Yeah, that was pretty neat, and they I, tried to make it scary. Well, you have Vincent Price, and he he brought something to it, in my opinion. He brought something to it because Vincent Price is Vincent Price. because he's Vincent Price, man, and he he would start off um, Sam. Can you catch the demons? And I mean, you're like, Ooh. yeah. But Scooby Doo was great. I mean, you had so many different iterations that yeah, kept going because the uh, the the yeah. Where Are You series, and then you know having the well now they call it the Scooby Doo movies where they'd have a guest yeah. star when they have Knotts. Don Knotts on there, yeah, and they, they'd have Batman and Robin yes. on there, Sandy and, Duncan, yes, and so uh, much, I mean, uh, Batman and Don Knotts was always my favorite ones ever. On yeah, there. well, it was fun with the Adams Family had, too. That Harlem Globe Trotters on that there, my, that was my favorites. Loved it, loved um, it. Um, Three Stooges, yeah. Because the Three Stooges got an animated series too. Yeah, and um, you had a. It was a Hanna Barbera series. Yeah, yeah, it was. But and they did so many great things with Scooby Doo. Oh, uh, Mama Cass. Yeah, Mama Cass. Because I think well, they had all the mamas and the papas. I think at one point, didn't they? I, I just remember her. I could be wrong about that. Yeah, I remember having mom. I think and they, they had all had of them. Two I parts, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was a two part. But now, two-part. now they call them the Scooby Doo movies because they've put them together. I see. But uh, I, they actually had a name for them when you because we used to watch it uh, when it was. They would go. They would. would you get one day. You'd have one of them. And they always take the series of Scooby Doo, and they just play them right through. And I was a kid. Yeah, I remember, I didn't know yeah, the USA were, Cartoon Express would play a bunch yeah, of. Yeah, I didn't know that because like Channel Forty One, baby, from yeah. where I'm at. I didn't know that they 41, were yeah. a different series. I I didn't know it was just had, all Scooby Doo. Yeah, us. we just yeah. thought it was Scooby Doo. I didn't know it was like Scooby Doo. Where are you? And and. Uh, 
Um, and then they had the Scooby Doo and Scrappy Doo Scrappy Doo show, and I just thought it was Scooby Doo. Yeah, but know. now here's here's something I want to point out. When you had later series, they dropped Fred and Velma, uh-huh. and it was Shaggy and Daphne. Daphne. Sh- always Shaggy and Daphne. Now, why people got in their heads? That Fred and Daphne were an item because no, clearly Shaggy and Daphne were an item because they were always together. Yeah, they Fred got... was out of the picture. Something was a little off with Fred anyway because he was wearing an Asgot. That's uh, not a straight man. I love at Fred. The time, let's at face the time, it, he was. I know, but I always make that joke on him. It's like, you know, I'm sorry, but Fred was not into now, Daphne. Here's the here's so, the... but they've now they've and and but I feel like Warner Brothers has went ahead and decided to go that direction because so many people would assume it. But I think people assume it because well, Fred was the good looking one, so of course she's going to go that way. But no, Daphne clearly well, with Shaggy. Keep in mind too though, when the movie was made. You also had a hug and a wife. Yeah, you had a hug, but that's why they cast them. I think is it was they were yeah, they they're, they're cute well, together. Yeah, really, as, as a real life couple, they are cute together. But and you know, Warner Brothers has ran with that idea, and it is kind of fun that they decided. Well, what if Velma had a crush on Shaggy? And so I've seen a little. You know, some Plus, of the newer cartoons are just they don't feel like Scooby Doo, but I, I kind of think that was a cute idea. I but I like, still stand my ground. Shaggy and Daphne. One thing totally. you know, with uh, with Velma nowadays, I do like. Is that Velma is not ugly because uh, yeah, they, they, well, they well heck the actress that played oh her goodness. she especially because for anyone who doesn't know the actress that played Velma in the movies as um, uh, Jeremy Renner of uh, Hawkeye that's Hawkeye's wife in yeah. the Avengers films yeah she, Linda Cardellini she's a very pretty lady very beautiful in fact she's uh on one of the prequels of my Lonesome Dove movies she plays uh, the main gal who uh, ends up being. The main guy, Augustus, that's his the gal he's in love with, and so it was like I was surprised they had her in there. Huh. I'm so thrilled because she, I've always thought she was outstanding. Yeah, right and anyway. and she and that's the thing I remember when the Scooby Doo, and I was excited for that first Scooby Doo movie, although I really yeah. didn't, I didn't like it, but I was oh, super God, excited. I want him, yeah. I, I was excited, and I remember watching some behind-the-scenes stuff, and they showed Linda Cardellini, who was playing Velma. I'm like, that's Velma? I'm like, wow. I actually like the second one better in some ways. I didn't watch the second one. The, the, the first one, when I was, they lost the me. Because Scooby-Doo, you'd have the the accidental jokes. That like uh, the, the one that I'll point out that I always like to point out, and it was it was pretty funny. But they see a crack in this um, in, in some sidewalk, and Fred says, "Well, as Shaggy would say, follow that crack." Now he doesn't. That's not trying to make a drug reference, but it's well, <laughs> you can make that. it now. But with the Scooby Doo live action film, they were they doing it on it. purpose, yeah, they did and that. that's where they lost me. As soon as they had that the van and they had the smoke coming out and trying to be like, "Huh, they're getting high in there." Yeah, they had a lot of that stuff there. When they were doing it on purpose, that's like, no, you lost the charm of it because now you're making, you know. And I, I just, I, I'm sorry, I can't get into that. So I did not like the live action movie. So I did not watch the second one. And re- a lot of the newer cartoons, although the What's New Scooby Doo, I watched a few episodes of that. And that one was not bad. I kind of liked it. Yeah, I like that one too. But some, some of what I've seen they've done with the Scooby Doo characters, I've been really disappointed. Well, the, so unfortunate, this- the unfortunate fact is nowadays people lose the point of what's funny and what's not. Yeah, they, and, they, and they, they almost ruined. They they've lost sense. the charm of what Scooby Doo was. So I was really nervous with the Scooby movie, but if well, we'll listen to the review and it'll be here in the show. I will say Scooby Doo dumb. Um, Scooby dumb. Like yes. So well, we will listen to Eric's review. How about we pause real quick and we'll listen to, to Eric's review? Well, you'll listen to it. I'm going to listen to it later. But let's listen and we'll see what Eric had to say about Scoob. There'll be spectacle, there'll be fantasy, there'll be daring do and stuff like you would never see. Maybe a movie. Yeah, we're gonna be a movie. Starring everybody and me. Boy, I wish I 
wish I were you people seeing this for the first time. Kermit, I got a great picture of the chicken. Oh, good. Hello, Neverlanders. This is Lost Boy Eric coming in with a review of Scoob, the new Scooby-Doo movie that was released uh, digitally to uh, for home ownership or rental. Uh, and uh, I got to take a look at it over the weekend and wanted to share my impressions on it. Now, Scoob basically uh, follows the creation and uh, some adventures of the uh, Mystery Incorporated. Uh, you've got all of your classic... Uh, Scooby-Doo team members with Shaggy, Scooby, Fred, Velma, and Daphne as uh, they go through and you find out how they meet together, how they join their team, their first adventure together, and uh, you learn that they don't live in necessarily a very secluded universe. Uh, the movie starts off in Venice Beach, California, but uh, you soon notice little bits and pieces. Maybe you see in a uh, abandoned house, you might see some uh, silhouettes, uh, some frame silhouettes of, uh, of Fred and Wilma Flintstone. Maybe you might see Mr. Peebles' pet shop sitting out there. Maybe you might even come across a dastardly villain. This is truly the start of a new universe, uh, combining all of the different elements of Hanna-Barbera. Uh, it's a pretty amazing thing, especially the way that they weave things together. It's no secret, based upon the trailers, we know that the Blue Falcon is involved. We know that Dick Dastardly is the villain of the film. Uh, the plot centers around uh, Dastardly uh, needing something specific from a member of the Mystery Incorporated team. Uh, we see how he connives and finds his way to reach his goal. Um, but along the way, we do talk about uh, some very important themes. Definitely friendship, particularly the friendship between a boy and his dog. Man's best friend. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, right out of the way, you know that this is a new cast that's fulfilling most of these roles. Um and I'll admit, it is a little bit jarring not to hear uh, Frank Welker voicing Fred. In this case, it's voiced by Zac Efron. Um, so there is a little bit of a, a dissonance there, but I wouldn't say let that stop you from uh, watching and enjoying this movie. Now, there are those who may be looking for a true mystery. Um, that It's not really so much a, a mystery as it's kind of a, a quest to reach a goal. And that can possibly turn off some viewers, especially those who absolutely love uh, the Scooby-Doo iterations. But, you know, then again, every time we get a new Scooby-Doo product, um, there is a little bit of a difference between what it is that they're searching for. The original uh, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? It was, you know, unmasking criminals. But if you take a look at the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo, it's about seeking after supernatural elements. If you look at uh, Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, the TV series uh, from a few years ago, it's more about, uh, you know, trying to figure out the mystery. In some cases, it is a person in a mask. In some cases, there really is a uh, mystical element to it. Um, so that's something to keep in mind as you go looking into this. It's not necessarily Scooby-Doo, where are you? But there is a fantastic Easter egg related to that show that I would encourage you, you know, if you see anything, at least see the first 12 minutes of Scoob, uh, particularly to get that Easter egg. 
I enjoyed it. I, I really liked it. I think it was fun, uh, especially, you know, to watch with my kids. You know, they all know Scooby-Doo. We've watched Mystery Incorporated multiple times. They've even seen Be Cool Scooby-Doo. Um, but it, it, it is a fun story. But what really sold it for me was these connections to a greater Hanna-Barbera universe. You know, maybe they pass a billboard that talks about quest laboratories or, you know, there's a poster featuring the hex girls. Um, again, I don't think everyone's going to, this is going to be everybody's piece of the pie. Uh, it might not be what everyone's expecting to see. It is different, but I think it's also helping to set up this greater Hanna-Barbera universe. You know, something touched on shows like, uh, you know, Laugh Olympics, Oh, there's a great Easter egg for that, too. But it also, you know, opens up the door that there's this bigger world and there's more out there that they can explore uh, with the different Hanna-Barbera properties. You know, it'd be interesting to find out how quick draw McGraw fits into all of this or uh, Magilla Gorilla. Um, you might even see a team up uh, at some point. So, you know, it, it, it is enjoyable. It's a lot of fun, especially for the kids. Uh, I know my kids really enjoyed watching it. We've watched it a few times over this weekend. But uh, definitely, uh, you know, if you want to wait until it's available on Netflix or uh, a streaming service, that's certainly your choice. Uh, definitely take a look at it. Uh, for me, it was something to buy and uh, something I'm glad that I bought. Your mileage might vary on it. Uh, but anyhow, uh, check it out if you want. It is a lot of fun. You know, for an hour and a half, $25 to buy it uh, off of a digital service. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good cost, you know, especially when you consider to rent it right now. It's $20. So, uh, anyhow, there you go. I enjoyed it. Have a great day. Okay, I have no idea what Eric just said because, like I said, we haven't listened to it. But, uh, but that was Eric's thoughts on Scoob. And all I know is he did say he did like it. So, Butch Cassidy had a cartoon. He did. Well, also, don't forget Joe, Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, yeah, which I, I saw a part of that movie, and it was okay. Somehow, they just didn't... Yeah, they, something yeah didn't. and then there was also the Funky Phantom, which was, a, at the time, you have to remember this came out around... Of course, I see that image, and I think of, uh, what was the Doom Buggy? Uh, Speed Buggy. Oh, Speed, Bu Speed Buggy. That was around 1976. Yeah, so I remember. I around, liked Speed Buggy. This one was around 1976. <laughs> yeah, he, oh, Speed Buggy was a great character. The, this is when, as you can see, this is around... I'm talking to Jeremy Corsi, right. but this is around the time, filling you in, after Scooby, and they hit something, you had uh, everything, Josie and the Pussycats, Josie Funky Phantom, Pussy Butch Cats. Cassidy, uh, all of them. Inside Private Eye. Yeah. The, the, Teenagers the, win the, a dog. Yeah, the Clue Club. The Clue Club, yeah. Fitting the... Oh, for some reason, the Clue Club, I, I, I was thinking Inside Private Eye had the, those two dogs, but no, there's the Clue Club dogs. Yeah, they But it was all... still the Scooby-Doo formula. It is. And, and it, there's even Scooby-Doo formula right there yeah, with, the with the band. Teams, uh, yeah. Had, uh, uh, Jabber Jaws. And I actually like Jabber Jaw. And, yeah, uh, he's, basically he's curly. <laughs> he is, and it's curly. He's yes, curly. curly. And then there's inch eye, yeah. inch eye, private eye. Inch eye, private eye. You, you basically had all these same... There's good old names. Captain Caveman. Captain Caveman. Hong Kong Fooey. Hong Kong Voiced by the great Scatman Carruthers. Scatman. Yeah. Number one super guy. He was great. He had a great voice for that. Oh, and I see something coming on the next page. There he is, oh. Grape Ape. Grape Ape. Grape Ape. Grape Ape. And, then, and uh, what was the little dog guy's yeah, name? Uh, Beagle, Beagle. Yeah. 
Yeah, I li- I used to like that. It was just funny because the Beatles would be driving the the van yes. and the Great Baby would be trying to keep up with it. Yeah, I love. Oh. And I remember as a kid they had this. Uh, I I don't know if any of y'all remember this or not, but they had Great Ape gum. And I'm not a gum <laughs> guy now, but the Great Ape gum would look like his head, like his oh. face, and wow. it looked like his face. And um, but it was very grapey. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, grape gum back yeah. in the day, man. I remember. I bet yeah. they still make that. But oh, I just, it was we're, as adults, we don't tend to chew that kind of gum Ew. anymore. You know. But you know, now it never anything's mint. But there was. I used to love dynamite. Here's one of my favorite all time cartoons yeah. as a kid. I like Dynamite. However, I got to tell you, I was a Blue Falcon fanatic, and one of the reasons he was such is, a Batman ripoff. That's it. I'm a <laughs> Batman nut, and. uh but he was a good combination of Batman with a little bit of a Superman look. Oh, and I forgot. And a little bit of a Captain America. Yeah. And he was a good combination um, of The all. voice of, of the Blue Falcon, though, man, that guy was, um, he did, did a lot of announcing for game shows. I can't think of his name now. He was a fantastic voice guy. Yeah, well, it will tell you right here, um, uh, Gary it? Owens. Gary Owens. I was trying to think of his name when I was talking to Heather about this the other day. That, you know, I was, I was the big sure selling did. point for Scoob was that finding out they had a little thing with Blue Falcon and Dynamite, although Dynamite always looks serious. And Dynamite was a goofball character. Voiced and I'm by worried. the great Frank Welker. Yes. Yes. And yes. He, and and I, I love Dynamite. He cracked me up. He was so funny. He was funny. And he kind of had the whole uh, Spectre Gadget thing going on. Yeah. He had all these goofy gadgets and everything. Oh, right. And his, his neck did the identical. Of course, it's yeah. before Inspector Gadget. But yes, it was. He, he had the, the I, I told Heather that, too. He was the yeah. original Inspector Gadget, but he was a dog. And I'm worried with Scoob that they tried to make him more serious. I'm like, oh, he's got to be the idiot, lovable idiot that he always was. And or I would, him oh, and right. Scooby did, if I'm not mistaken now, well, please don't. I, I may be wrong here. I... I I, He'd be a great crossover with Scooby Doo, wouldn't he? I think he did meet with. Sco- now, didn't they put movie. them in one of the two part things? Yeah, think, didn't they? I think they did. I think they did. I think I'm gonna have to look for that. Yeah, now we're gonna have to. Oh, well, yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that there was. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. and I might be mistaken. Yeah, because yeah. they. The, this, you had like a, a Hanna Barbera almost universe where they crossed over some stuff. But, you know, and they, and every they once could, in a while. So much fun, especially when they they could put all their characters together and have Laugh Olympics and have Christmas specials. Like, yeah, I remember, that was fun. Though, like when Yogi Olympics. Bear stayed up from I hibernation because so, he he'd never been through Christmas because he's a bear and, and he that was a lot of fun. Hey. And he fell asleep there. The last minute yeah. or whatever. Oh, ho, ho. Yeah. <laughs> they used to put that on every year. Loved it. I don't I remember it, like the details of it. I just remember watching it. I remember them being in a bus and I remember they were singing, you know, uh, Jingle Bell. Yeah. They were going skiing or yeah. something. Went to a ski log. Yeah, something they? like that. Yeah. And, with, and of course, uh, Ranger uh, Smith. And I, yeah. I remember Jingle all the way. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Oh. Hey, Yogi. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, they, I don't recognize. I vaguely remember that that but, cartoon. That was Hokey Wolf. Yeah, Hokey with Wolf. the little sheepdog and the little lamb. He was always trying to get Hokey Wolf was pretty funny. Yeah, but I think he was kind of based a little bit off of that one guy that used to be on Match Game. Ah, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm doing a really bad impersonation. And there's Auto Cat, some Auto Cat. Like I said, they had so many oh, characters. So just, many. They, oh, the Hair Bear. Oh, I love that one. What was it? Beep Beep or whatever. Wheeler and the, uh, Wheeler and and the, the Chopper, Chopper Bunch. Bunch. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that was a great cartoon. Was. That was Cars it. before Cars. Uh, it is. And it, I loved the animation. Yes, really the animation that. was great. And it was funny because Wheeler couldn't speak. He just beeped and even had messages go across his windshield. It was adorable. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh. And then you had the, and the yeah, Hair Bear Bunch. 
Here come the bears. Help Let's split. Bear bunch. Oh, man. Help, help. <laughs> oh. And then you can see. Oh, yeah. The they were trying to do kind of a Flintstones thing. Yeah, with the, the Greek ones or the Roman holidays. Yeah, yeah, Roman yeah. Holidays. yeah. I remember that a lot. And then you have oh. these are the days. Of, but you see how serious this looks. It kind of yeah, like, I mean, they really, they've always had great artists. I mean, Floyd Norman, who was a Disney legend, right actually there. did work with Hanna Barbera. It has an old, like, it looks like yeah. a 1915. Well, and they even, yeah, that's the same style they had when they did the Charlotte's Dark Web. Web. Yeah. yeah, which was, I, I loved the old animated Charlotte's Web. This, uh, the live action one is good too, but I still love the animated. I don't recognize, but it's called the Rhinos. That is totally it's what's Walter his name? Mathow. That's Walter that, Matthau. When, when I saw him, I said that's that is definitely almost a caricature of Walter Matthau. Yeah, did, when did I he, saw him. Did he voice that character? Because if he I didn't, it's it's so, a wasted but, effort. Because it, 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 let's see, um, uh, basically, he's saying, um, yeah, I didn't really say here. I'm looking, but I, I can't see who it's supposed to be. Um, but. It definitely looks like Walter Matthau. Yeah. I, I doubt it, though, because he was very busy at the time. So. Yeah, but, but how cool would that have been, though? But look at this. This one kills me. It's the uh. Partridge Family two or 22 yeah, AD. The Partridge Family in that. the future. Yeah. And they're in this uh, this spaceship that looks... Looks like a Jetsons like, car. <laughs> Only, but, but it's got, got all the decorations yeah, from, the decorations from the That's band. That's great. That's fun. Bus. Oh, yeah, my goodness. Some of this stuff I don't even recognize. And I got to say, with the Partridge family, as much as everybody was into what, was it David Cassidy? He was like the heart heart drop. The oldest daughter, my goodness. She was a buddy. She was on LA Law. Nice. She was a good looking blonde gal on there. And then this guy, uh, I don't know, some C Lab -Lab 2020. 2020. But then this. Uh, yeah, there he is. We were just talking about that. Ernie Devlin. Yeah, they're definitely Evil Knievel. Yeah, you know? we were just talking about it because Philip actually has an Evil Knievel uh, motorcycle toy. Yeah, he, I do. Yeah. And then we have the Godzilla. Oh, yeah, the Godzilla cartoon. Yeah, and then Jonna of the Jungle, yeah. which is definitely kind of a Tarzan. Yeah, but a, a woman Tarzan. Now, so, Filmation, with blonde hair, which Filmation is funny. did have a Tarzan show. Really? And they had uh, Lone Ranger. I used to watch that, too. They're oh, like, I kind of remember the Lone Ranger it was, cartoon. It was an hour. Uh, they had the Lone Ranger. Oh, Tarzan. a whole thing of animated specials and features. Yeah, because I remember they yeah. did Heidi. I never watched yeah. it. Yeah, it was. I couldn't get through it, but uh, I remember I'd usually fall asleep. But Heidi yeah. just did that to me. I don't know why. Yeah. I liked the story. It was just I couldn't. I don't know much it. about the story other than a little girl in Switzerland or something. Yeah, and, and she'd be with her grandfather, and she oh, had a hard yeah. family life. Yeah, they, they made a, a movie, talking about Hannibal Bear, made a movie about the last of the Mohicans, which I still do want to see because the animation this and, and style yeah. is really well done. It looks like a comic book. Just really well done. They did one on Davy Crockett in 1975. And they King of the Wild Frontier. Yeah, they would show these a lot of times as uh, after-school specials. I would see yeah. them on... Uh, they would do Black Beauty in 1978, which really that's a, I'm actually very impressed. I like to find some of these. Then they did this movie, and I've seen this one. This is a live action slash animation. Oh, and it was uh, with with uh, Gene Kelly, and it was um, uh, Jack and the Beanstalk. Oh, and that's even where they had him dancing with Jerry Mouse. Yeah, it became uh-huh. a huge yeah, they, thing. That that was another movie that he did, and then uh, he redid that a few times with different with Jerry. But he did another film. In which it's a musical where he does do a dance with Jerry Mouse. Mm-hmm. That was a huge, huge thing. That was yeah. huge. They, they did it more than once. Him yeah. and Jerry uh, met, and even they brought Tom in at one point. Yeah, yeah it's great. And that's the stuff that really, other than you know, because Walt had already done some experiments putting a, a live oh, yeah. little girl inside a cartoon world. Yeah. If it wasn't for stuff like that, and then having Jerry Mouse dance with Gene Kelly, we probably wouldn't have been able to get Roger Rabbit later Roger to Rabbit. know well, that that would actually let's work. Let's not forget, of course, Mary Poppins. Right, Mary right, Poppins. Uh, Song of the South. I know people. Yeah. Have said 
Lumber what a good Snake, mix there. Great, great movie though. Great mix of animation and live action. Absolutely. And then yes, nice sir. And of course, Ben Oz and Broomsticks. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a lot of great things that would let you know that Roger Rabbit was going to work when that yeah, came out. Absolutely. In 1973, Hanna Barbera brought us, and I still think a good film, which is Charlotte's Web. Yes, I still like that. I movie. like that movie. I really do. I, yeah. I think it's a good, good film. It's got some good voices. The Fair is a veritable smorgasbord. 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 <laughs> After the crowds have gone. I always loved that uh, movie. I went and saw that at the theater a couple times as a kid. We had. I remember watching the theater, and I remember crying when Charlotte died. And I hate spiders. I yeah, I man. A couple earlier. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't remember much. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but yeah. But of course, I was a little kid, so of course I cried when a spider died. Of at that point. Well, they, they I didn't like spiders, but you know, but I hey, liked but it gets a hold. Oh, and wasn't um, Margaret um, and Margaret wasn't she the voice of Charlotte? It was um, Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds? Yeah. I knew it was something like yeah. that. It was like, really? Okay. So Debbie Reynolds, that's Carrie Fisher's mom. Yeah. And and, and when, Did... Carrie, when Carrie died, Debbie died just a day or so later. Yeah. Now I'm thinking, well, I'm thinking of uh, back on the Flintstones, they had Anne Margaret as Anne Margarock. Mm, yes. That's a great episode because she's trying to hide out somewhere to avoid her fans. So she, she's like a higher on nanny for Pebbles. And Fred and Barney have no idea that that's Anne Margarock. She's just Annie. Yes. And they're auditioning to be like a little two-person barbershop quartet and a little dancing act. One thing the Flintstones was great oh, at was so all great. stars. Yeah. Right? And, you, and put you, Rock I, in their name. Yeah. It, it's, it's Rock Hudson was kind of perfect. Himself, you know? <laughs> yeah. Now, now, when they put WWE in Oh, there, I haven't seen all I, of that one. That was okay, but I, I thought they really missed out on a good opportunity. Especially because these two stars that I'm thinking of are, are still involved with WWE. I think they missed out on a really great opportunity during the Attitude Era. They could have had The Rock <laughs> and Stone Cold. <laughs> now, uh, they, that would have been too the great, funny. The great thing about Flintstones is time doesn't matter. So... They could easily do that still, because yeah. time doesn't matter, and we still got these great stars that are still there. Come on, give yeah. us Stone Cold. All, although I gotta say, if you're gonna do a cartoon, you wouldn't want Stone Cold and his character in there because no, the beer swilling finger, you know. You can still do. Clean, you have to make though. him do clean, but yeah, you don't want too many you, kids emulating him. Yeah, you don't have to be giving everybody the salute. You don't have to do the salute. <laughs> you, you can skip those things. You can clean yeah. it up, you know. Now on to the 80s. We've gone through the 60s and 70s now. We're oh, now that's here. right. They animated the Smurfs. They're the Smurfs. Yeah. Which We're running out of time on our show, though. Yeah, so. we'll skip through. But they had done the Smurfs. Oh, the Smurfs. I used to love watching the Smurfs. Yeah, Although, of course, they the didn't create the Smurfs. That was no, created by a guy in Europe. Oh, the Fonz cartoon. That was terrible. And the Mork. Uh, the Mork, yeah. The they, Mork and Minnie cartoon. Didn't they also do that Duke the Hazard cartoon that was did. terrible? Yeah, we'll man. Quick, quick photo. Although, I enjoyed it. Richie Rich. Richie Rich. Richie Rich was a good one. Yeah, uh, Richie Rich, yeah. They did yeah, they did Richie. I remember watching that on Saturday mornings, man. That was a great cartoon. Oh, <gasps> the shirt tails and the found puppies. Foofer. Oh, so tail. many different like. Oh, challenge of the Gobots. The Hyundai did uh, the little Spanky and the little rascals and Dukes. I'm one of them people that I liked Transformers and the Gobots. Me too. There's people who like diss the Gobots because like, well, know, they like, weren't near as good as Transformers, but I still loved it. But, I loved but it. But you know what? They it were some neat little toys. And they left their fingerprints in the 80s. Oh, there was an... I remember that cartoon. Um, yeah, that, that was, was a... Spear. Gal- we'll get to that. Look, Papa Smurf is shooting the spider webs. Yeah, he sure <laughs> is. Uh, yeah, this being that this is not a visual show, you didn't get to see Papa Smurf doing that thing. 
Yeah, so, the Smurfs made a huge, huge impact. Huge on impact on everything. Yeah, yeah, I mean, goodness, how many years? How many seasons? All the Smurfs. On, on all there it is. Hey, hey, it's PJ, and, and it's, it's the Pac-Man cartoon. Pac-Man, yes. Yes. The Snorks. The Snorks were. Oh, the mun- the Munchie Cheese, isn't that who that was? The Munchie Cheese. And a lot of it, you know, a lot of licensed stuff, but then they start doing those Bible cartoons that with uh, the Greatest and I, Adventure. The Greatest Adventure. And I'm pretty sure that Rob Paulson, also known as Raphael, and so many different characters, I'm pretty sure he was the annoying little kid. Yeah, they, they did so many, and they had, and one thing I loved about these, these ventures, uh, Greatest Adventures, Stories from the Bible, they would have stars, TV stars that yeah. has come in and do Well, um, Pam Dauber Pam was Mary in that one. Uh, yeah, she, yeah she for was. anyone who doesn't know, that's Mindy and Mark and Mindy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you had, I can't think of his name right now, the one who was the uh, captain uh, from Love Boat. He came in, was Daniel. And he, and, uh, was he? Yeah. I don't remember. And, uh, wow. Yeah, you had all sorts of people who would come in, and, and Jody Benson, uh, or, or not Jody Benson, the, the, whoever there was, the Beast. Uh, 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 Rob, Robin. Rob Benson. Rob yeah. Benson, he was David. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah. At least I remember. Oh, I remember when we were watching that over at the house because you were getting ready to maybe show it to the kids, yeah. and we were kind of surprised by how much blood they had when because oh, they did yeah. slow motion and when Goliath gets hit by the rock and this blood spurt goes out, and you're like, oh, I don't know if we can show that to the Vincent kids. Price was the voice of was it uh, the devil or was it? Yeah, I think it was the devil as the serpent. I I don't really remember that yeah, one. Yeah, he was he did all those things. Well, was that the one, or or maybe it was the different animated series that I'm pretty sure, um, and I can't think of the actor's name now, but the voice of Skeletor was actually Caiaphas. I, think I don't so. think it was the Hanna Barbera one. I think it's that other yeah, series that yeah. was Richard Rich, yeah. who used to work for Disney, who did his own Bible series. Yeah, maybe it was, but either way, yeah. we, we recognize. Yeah, we recognize like that's Skeletor. That was which just, I cannot think of the actor's name just, now. I need to have him on the show one day. That Hanna Barbera thing that we just went through. That little book that we went That's through, our childhood. That And that was just the first 50 years. Yeah. Uh, and there others had gone after that. There was other uh, wonderful cartoons in yeah. the 90s. Yeah, things. even after the, uh, Will and, Bill and Joe were gone. and mm-hmm. But they, you had like Dexter and Dexter's and, Lab. I love that. The Powerpuff they Girls were handled by Barry characters. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. You know, I never did watch that cartoon. I won't go all, all I've heard is the first season is the only one we're no, watching. No, yeah, don't do anything with the first season. Because they, they went to a different company, different voices even. Wow. And I found out why. The reason why they went to different voices and all was because apparently, apparently, and I didn't know this, apparently they had made a deal to have a TV show of Bill and Ted. And they got those actors. And I, they made a, a season of it. And I've never seen that. I don't want to see it because I heard it was horrible. Mm. But they made it to where Bill and Ted could travel through TV and everything else. And but That might have almost been fun if they did it right. Kind of like they remember Stay Tuned. But they tried to ba- basically make it Stay Tuned mixed with a TV show of what was it? A weird science type of thing. Uh, they said it did not do well. It, it went boom. But that being said... Uh, they, I am going to get season one because it had the original cast. Oh, I thought movies. you already had it. No, no, no I was going to order it. I'm going to order it. But the problem is finding it's hard because you either get full season one or you get parts, like best episodes. Uh, of, and I want to get the real thing. You, you want know? the whole thing. But just the season one. Just but, season one. But I think this year I'll probably get it because they're bringing out the last film. Yeah, and this next movie. they brought out some action figures of the cartoon. Really? And so I want to get that. End of the show. Excellent. The too, so. Excellent. Yeah. Wow, Stallions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but we better wrap this yeah. up. So hopefully y'all enjoyed going down memory lane with yes. us. Hanna-Barbera, uh, whether you're a big fan or not, they definitely made a fingerprint 
through our <laughs> more than a finger. Yeah, absolutely. That's a foot. That's yeah, right. Man. Four fingers. <laughs> Four fingers and a thumb, brother. That's right. They they made a definite handprint in the history of our television childhood and yeah. still do really. Yeah. Although now it's owned by Warner Brothers, so it's it's very but, very different. And, but still, you know, you, you can't help but think of Yabba Dabba Doo. Oh yeah. You can't help but think about all that stuff and I all the great stuff. It. And uh, I'm glad a lot of us. I need. I need to start buying some of the DVDs. I see that for like like some of the series. I think you can get the. Excuse me, the complete Flintstones, the complete Jetsons. I want to get the Jetsons. So I, I I think you can even get them on Blu-ray. I want to get the set. That be nice. Sell, just uh, sit and watch. Do where they sell it in, in the van. And I'm oh, like, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of fun. You know, except for I'd only want like. Those early, you know, the That's '60s and '70s and early '80s, maybe Scooby Doo. I don't really necessarily need the new ones. Yeah, because so. I, you know, because you had Scooby Doo. Da, 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 I like da, da, da. Some of the Yogi Bears and some of yeah, that. Yeah, it's all the Yogi Bears stuff. Oh. So, so many great. Hey, if you know, if you have a great memory, share it. Send me an email, podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. Sure Let me know. Is. What was your favorite Hanna-Barbera cartoon growing up? Of course, if you're if you're a youngin and you didn't really watch, well, you know, even if you're a youngin and you're listening to this show, I bet there was a Hanna-Barbera cartoon that you watched uh, on Cartoon Network, you know, Dexter's Lab, Powerpuff Girls. Uh, yep. Heck, uh, Samurai Jack was a Hanna-Barbera. Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. <laughs> Man, I'm pretty. Man, I'm pretty. <laughs> and with that note, uh, it's time to sign off of this. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official Lost Boy or Pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander! Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash NeverlandPodcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Yeah! Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.